Thanks for joining us for the Connect Podcast. I'm Cole Phillips, the lead pastor of the Connection Church, and every week we're going to look into the Bible to find out how God's Word connects to our everyday lives. It's going to be life-changing. The Connect Podcast is produced every week for your growth and inspiration. You can find all the show notes at makingtheconnection.org. You can also find the podcast on your favorite podcasting service, Follow me on Twitter at Cole Phillips and on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Now, let's get into the study. All right, I'm so glad to see you. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. As we get into God's Word, we're going to get God's Word into our lives, into our minds, into our hearts, so we can get it out of our lives into the world around us. God's Word was given to us not just for information, that we're going to get some good information today, but ultimately it leads to life transformation. And so I want to encourage you to grab a Bible if you can do that and and grab something to take some notes with and uh, just see how God will speak to you today to use your life to make a difference And uh, so thank you so much for joining me, and and I want you to know something. As we get into Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 11 today, we are going through the book of Acts, and and it's really uh, the book of Acts, sometimes in your Bibles it's called, you see it's called Acts of the Apostles. Uh, I think really a better title for the book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit, because we're seeing the Spirit's power work and move and the gospel spread throughout the world. And, and this is a reminder to us that anyone, anywhere, at any time, can step into God's mission for their life. And so I want to begin by sharing a story with you uh, from a missions uh, you know, uh, researcher, missions expert <laughs> named Paul Borthwick. And he said that there was a, a man named uh, Peter who... Um, who he saw as he went into McDonald's one day, and he noticed that Peter was working behind the counter. He said, I recognized him from our young adult ministry at church, and I knew that he had just graduated from Harvard University with a master's degree. And he said, uh, we, uh, we were able to take a break. He was able to take a break and grab some coffee. And Paul asked him, he said, what are you doing here? Uh, Usually Harvard master's degree students don't have the the desire or the aspiration to work behind the counter at a McDonald's. And he said, I graduated in May, but I went four months without finding a job. So I said to myself, I need some income to pay bills. So this is where I ended up, at least for now. And uh, so the guy says, well, it must be hard. And he says, no, 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 don't be sorry. Check this out. God has me here. This place is giving me awesome opportunities to share my faith. I'm on a shift with a Buddhist guy from Sri Lanka, a Muslim guy from Lebanon, a Hindu lady from India, and another Christian from El Salvador. It's awesome. He said, I get to be a global missionary to my coworkers and at the same time ask, would you like fries with that? (laughs) So that's the right kind of mindset that we should have, that we are being, we've been sent 
by God to all kinds of places, all, all spheres of influence, all kinds of jobs, and, and everywhere we go, it, it's just a matter of how do you view your circumstances and how are you viewing the people around you. And so we're going to see in Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 6, how the Holy Spirit begins to move and change the location of the cradle of civilization. And this is one of the greatest moments in all of history and in most influential moments of all of history, because up until this time, Asia was the cradle of civilization. But now that center would move to Europe as Europe uh, became um, Christian and um and so, and, and Europe became the center of the, the world in that sense. And so, uh, God's call to reach Europe for Christ is one of the greatest calls in all of human history. But it's not just for then. The call of God that, that God gave to Paul becomes a pattern for each one of us. We are all being called to respond to God's call to share the, the love, the truth, the message the hope of Jesus. And we're going to see four ways that this happened here, all under the, the banner, the umbrella, and leadership of the Holy Spirit. And so first, I want us to see how they and we need to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and His work in our lives. So let's look at verse 6. that says, Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from, from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia, but again the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So think about how this relates to us as we look at Paul. Paul had finished his mission. Remember, he was going to revisit all of the churches, and he went on that trip to revisit all the churches that he had planted, and he was staying in Antioch of Pisidia and deciding what is the direction that my new mission focus should go in. And then we see that the Holy Spirit prohibited Paul from going west into uh, Asia, not not what we think of as modern Asia, but but Turkey is the area that that he would have been going into, and those seven churches that we see in the Book of Revelation that includes the city of Ephesus were in Roman Asia, and so while Paul was sitting there in Antioch of Pisidia, he was dreaming and he was hoping and planning to claim Asia for Christ and to win Asia for Christ, the people there. But the Holy Spirit restrained him and kept him from going into Asia. And then we see that the Holy Spirit also prohibited Paul from going on a northern mission. So Paul and his two partners, who were Timothy and Silas, left Antioch of Pisidia. They headed north toward Bithynia. And when they reached the area of Mysia, the Spirit told them, don't go any further north. So Paul turned and went in the only direction that he could toward Troas, which was a city that was close to the sea. And this all, you know, it reminds me of how God's Spirit leads us. And, um, you know, Isaiah 30, verse 21 says this, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say, This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. And we really have to be sensitive to God's Spirit leading in our life about the direction. This could apply to 
a move in your life. You know, I've seen a lot of people who get a job offer to move somewhere, uh, making more money, but in the process, they're leaving behind their church. And as I've watched many times, this has not played out well because you move to a new place, you're making more money, life changes, um, you know, you get distracted, and all of a sudden your family is out of church. And don't take for granted that that you can, you know, there are a lot of good churches out there, but I see so many people struggle in finding a church where they feel welcome, that preaches the Bible, and um, that's so important. It's worth more than, you know, some, some huge paycheck, and, and you don't want to see your family miss out on those important moments with God. And so uh, so sometimes people will just chase after a dollar and they're not really uh, following the leadership of the Lord. The Lord might be saying, you shouldn't go here. Don't go to that place just um, for this reason. So we got to think through that. We also see how God's spirit led, and that was through restraint. It wasn't so much go here. It was more don't go there. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit didn't come right out and tell Paul what he was supposed to do, but doors were shut, and um, and God's Spirit spoke to Paul's heart to move him in a different direction than the one that he was headed. Even though he wanted to go a certain direction, he, he didn't feel a peace about it, and the Holy Spirit stopped him from following through with the plans that he was making. And make no mistake— Paul's motives were right. His plans were important. Those cities in Asia, they needed to know Jesus. They they needed a missionary. So it wasn't the wrong plan, but it was the wrong timing. Paul's timing was wrong because those cities in Asia would be reached for Christ and they would be reached by Paul, but it wouldn't be now. It would be in the future. And so it's waiting on God. It's having patience for that right open door in that right moment. And, you know, Paul wasn't even told why he wasn't supposed to go. It was just the doors were closed and they were, every door was closed until Paul could only go in one direction. And Paul didn't know, but God knew. Uh, God knew what was going on and, and why, what the timing of the situation was. There may have been some Christians there who were witnessing in that area already, sort of preparing the way for the gospel to be preached. Uh, Maybe the people's hearts weren't ready at that time, and it wouldn't have been the right timing. Or maybe there was some opposition that was in that place that would have harmed Paul and and, uh, Silas and and Timothy. And uh, so God knew. God God knows things that we don't know. It's kind of like when I follow my GPS you know, and somebody in the car will say, oh, no, no, the way to go is this way and go over here and do it this way. And I'm thinking, no, you don't understand. The GPS sees things, sees traffic jams and accidents that you don't see. So I tend to trust the GPS uh, in that sense. But uh, but we have to trust in ultimately in God's leadership as he closes doors and as he opens doors and, and Psalm 48, 14 is a great reminder uh, that it says, uh, for that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and he will guide us until we die. Uh, wherever he leads, that's where we follow. And he, he is guiding us. So think, think of how it happened. 
the Holy Spirit stopped the mission going to Asia, stopped the mission going to Bithynia. Then he went to Troas, and there he has this vision that we're about to see of a man in Macedonia. And uh, Paul took a straight shot directly to what God had, had called him to do. So the, the Greek here, when it says the Spirit of Jesus, because earlier we saw uh, in this verse, first it says the Holy Spirit had prevented them, and then later in verse 7 it says the Spirit of Jesus had uh, you know, worked. And, and there's this ident- identification between the Holy Spirit and Jesus in these two verses. Both are distinct persons, both completely God completely having the nature and the power of God. And so let's look at the second thing that they do as the as they're working to change the world, and that is they follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. Very similar idea, but we see this playing out through this passage in verse 8. So instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. This was his vision. And it's interesting as we back up, instead of, instead of going this direction or that, they went to the seaport of Troas. And so we see Paul didn't get discouraged. He didn't give up. He didn't say, well, these doors keep slamming in my face. Maybe I'm just not supposed to do anything. Maybe I'm supposed to give up. No, Paul was called to preach and to teach and to minister. He knew that for sure. And he kept on doing it, even though he wasn't allowed to go where he thought he he should go. He didn't stop doing what he knew he had to do. He went on uh, living out the great commission of Jesus, and he waited for for the next instruction. But while he was waiting, he was working. He uh, He was witnessing as he was waiting. And so, you know, there's some things that you say, well, I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, what can you do? What has God called you to do right where you're at? You've got to continue to share Jesus, continue to to talk about him with the people around you, wherever you find yourself. And if Paul had allowed those closed doors and that restraint on him to discourage him and dissuade him, um, that great call that he was about to have on his life. He wouldn't have been in the right place and he would have missed out. And um, so we got to remember that we should never be discouraged when we're facing closed doors because God is the one. He opens doors. He closed doors. And if he closes a door, it's for one of two reasons. One, maybe it's to protect us because uh, of, of what he knows would happen if we go through that door but also it's because he has bigger plans. He wants to do something even different, even greater. And God is the one who knows the future. He knows everything that's happening in the world. And he is the one who knows when we need to be protected and when we need to be in another place doing something else. So Paul was called to Europe and God gave him this vision in Macedonia of a man who was crying Help us, help us, not just help me, but help us. So he was like the personification of all of the lost people there in Europe and and crying and begging Paul and pleading to come and share the gospel 
Um, and if you have a heart for God, you hear somebody in a dream say, come help us, you know that's something that's compelling. And Paul would never forget it. But we should remember it as well because that cry is still going on, is still being heard today of people who maybe they don't say it on the outside, but in their hearts they're crying out for God. And so we've got to be willing to hear that call that the the door is wide open to the world and people are crying out for Jesus. Uh, the harvest is is ready. And so our hearts need to be stirred up and, and worked up to say, yes, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell. I'm going to do something about this because the need is urgent and the need is great. And it's not just one person who needs help. It's the whole world, everybody who doesn't know Jesus. So we need to remember that and we need to pass that on to the next generation and the next so that people will continue to go out and reach the world for Jesus. That's what the church is all about. That's the call of the church to go and to to uh, to share the gospel or else that desperate cry for help will never be met. And um We've got to feel the urgency. We've got to feel there's an urgency about it because you never know. No person is promised another day. And so we don't want to waste a day. We don't want to just sort of meander around uh, wasting time when there are souls to be won, there are lives to be saved, and God wants to use you to do that. And the, the, the third thing we see here as they respond to the Spirit is to live by the conviction of the Spirit's call in your life. Verse 10 says, So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. So Paul discussed this vision with three people, his two companions who were Silas and Timothy, and also Dr. Luke, the one who was writing this story. Now all of a sudden there's the we. So we decided to leave, and God was calling us to preach. So this is Luke himself is getting involved in the action, and um, and Luke stayed with Paul and his uh, partners there, his mission, the missionary team from from then on, uh, almost constantly during uh, even the the last months of Paul's life while he was a prisoner in Rome, and the only time. It seems like Luke was apart from Paul was when Paul left Philippi, but then he rejoined Paul when Paul returned to Philippi. And notice this word in verse 10. It says, we have concluded. And so it means together, they they came together on this decision and they discussed it and they determined what is the right thing based on Paul's vision, based on these closed doors, based on Paul's convictions that this was a God thing. This was the direction God was leading them to go to, to Europe and to preach the gospel. And, and that's important for us as well as believers to make sure that when we're making these decisions, I would say both big and small decisions, that we feel certain that this is the leading of the Lord. This is the way God's Spirit is leading. And sometimes you do that by getting together with other believers. It's, it's uh, interesting to me, maybe discouraging to me, that there's some people who make big life decisions and then they come and they talk with their church family and they say, well, this is what we decided. It's like, no, 
you know, let's talk about that. Let's pray about that together. And, um, and you want to get counsel. You want to get some wise counsel in your life. And sometimes people don't want to do that because they're thinking, well, I don't want them to tell me um, something I don't want to hear. So 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. And as believers, with God's Spirit in our lives, we have the ability to test and to see, is this of God? Is this the way God is leading us? And we do that even together in your family, in your uh, small group, in your connection group, that you would get together and you would test and you would determine God's leading. And, you know, that gives you such confidence as you step forward, knowing that it's God who has opened this door. And so the last thing we, we should do here is check it out. Obey God's call in verse 11. It says, we boarded a boat at Troas and we sailed straight across to the island of Samothrace. And the next day we landed at Neapolis. So if you see back in verse 10, they left at once and then here they sailed straight. There is an urgency here. There is no time that was lost. They, they set out to do what God was telling them to do. You know, we say slow obedience is no obedience. And so once you know God is in this, this is what we're supposed to do. Don't delay. Don't, pause, don't put a pause on that. Get after it. They went on this mission to help Europe in its search for God and that they would find in a relationship with Jesus. And so we need to ask some questions, you know, thinking about, the just the the call and the church's response through the years would the world already be reached for for Christ if every person who's been called by God to go to the world said yes I will surrender I will go um, I will follow you even if it's out of my comfort zone even if it's to the end of the earth if Every Christian was saying, I'm going to give to support missions and to support the kingdom of God and the work of God, and I'm going to give generously to make that happen. I'm, I'm going to go in my circle of influence and tell the people that, that are around me, I, I'm going to do that. If every church uh, was more focused on winning people to Jesus than it was on extraneous, uh, extra things, programs that really aren't effective in reaching people. If there were more, um, more people like Paul who were out, uh, who, who would have been reached if there were more of us who were out there reaching people. And uh, we got to think about that, about how God wants to use us. And, and there's such an urgency to it. And I just want to end with this story that I read about when we're talking about how God leads us in our life, because that may be the thing that you're taking where you're going, I've got this big decision to make, and how do I know which direction God is calling me to go? Well, um, there was a, a Watson Thornton was serving as a missionary in Japan when he decided to join the Japan Evangelistic Band, and he uh, traveled to the town where the, the headquarters were and introduced himself to the leader of this Japan evangelistic band. But just as he was about to get on the train, he felt this tug on his spirit that he took as the leading of God telling him to wait. And he was confused. He's like, why would I not go do this? 
I'm going to wait. And so he did. He waited. And when the next train rolled into the station, he started to board the train again. But again, he thought he should wait. And the same thing happened with the third train. And he's like, I really need to get on one of these trains, but I keep feeling like God is telling me not to get on. And and Watson thought that he had wasted most of the day for no reason. But as he turned to go, he heard somebody call out his name. And it was the mission leader, the very person that he was going to see. And he came to ask Watson if Watson would consider joining. And if Watson had ignored that um, that prompting of God's Spirit in his life, he would have missed that meeting. And I just want to remind us today that we, we can't just live by our intuition. Um, we have to seek the, the Spirit of God. We have to seek His will and His plan. Um, Paul is trying to enter Asia and Bithynia, but he's kept away by the Holy Spirit from doing from going. Um, we don't always get it right, but God uses both the way that that He speaks into our lives and He uses uh, Christian counsel as well. He uses His Word to guide us, and He opens and He closes doors in all these ways. Through all these ways, God is guiding us. And we want to learn how to hear from God. And it's not just waiting for that mystical moment, but it's a matter of trusting God for the power to obey and do what he has called you to do. And as you're doing that, as you're obeying in the small things that you know that God has called you to do, God is going to show you those next steps. He's going to continue to lead you forward as you obey him in the ways that he's shown you. And one of the things he's called us to do is just to shine and to share his his love and his message with those around us. So we want to do that. Um, and, and, and you can trust that God is going to lead you forward into that next steps that he has for your life. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a great week ahead and I look forward to seeing you really soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us for this week's Connect podcast. If you liked what you heard, then be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, rate. We want to spread this good word to everybody we can who needs to hear this message. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to you joining us next week for the Connect podcast. Connect podcast.